tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You're watching slash listening slash engaging and, I don't know, what else, gazing upon uh, this podcast called The Command Zone. I'm one of your hosts today, Jimmy Wong, and I'm joined by the one and only... Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Arthur Meadowcroft. I'm an editor here at The Command Zone, and I'm yeah. so thrilled to be here with you, Jimmy, talking oh, about deck. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm so glad, too. It's really fun to bring in the staff members. Uh, we brought in a few already to do their own sort of takes on the pre-cons because sometimes Josh and I, you know, we're old and crusty now, so we got to get that young blood in here and tell us what's up you guys are sharp <laughs> you're sharp as a whip jimmy thank you thank yeah. you uh, so today we're going to talk about the bant deck it is the bedecked broker uh it's got bant uh colors it's keywords counters is sort of what's in this pre-con we're going to go over the stats we're going to talk about cards to take out cards to put in and just under 30 dollars how you can upgrade this deck and bring it to a table with someone that you know might have a bit more of a seasoned deck they've building been building it and actually stand a chance maybe even win but before we get into it, we've got to talk about our sponsors. The first one up is ChannelFireball.com slash command. That's right. Just put that into your browser window and navigate yourself over to the Channel Fireball Marketplace where you're going to find all of the cards that you want to buy, especially sealed product as well as singles because you might want to pick up one of these pre-cons. Some of them have some spicy reprints in them. Today, we're going to be talking about one that's been catching some traction. Uh, so make sure you enter in code command at checkout or go to ChannelFireball.com slash command. Get some great prices and support a local game store. Our next sponsor is Ultra Pro. Ooh. Ultra, 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 Ultra Pro. Yeah, get Super Ultra, Plus Ultra, Go Mega Ultra. I don't know if you watch My Hero Academia, but Plus Ultra has made its way into my vocabulary now. Nice. I'll check it out. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, if you want to protect your cards, Ultra Pro is the place to go and get stuff. You can go to your LGS and pick up Ultra Pro. You can go online to their store, play mats, deck boxes, sleeves. It's a great way to actually feel like you're really doing the magic player thing. You know, you get cards for the first time. You don't want to shuffle them up bareback. You want to put the sleeves on, put the playmat out, and then blam, you, you got the life counter. You are ready to go. Ultra Pro is going to cover you with all that product. And the last way to support the show is directly patreon.com slash command zone. We love our patrons. We're playing Magic the Gathering over Spell Table with some of our patrons at select tiers. If you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com slash command zone and we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. So this episode is dedicated to Ooh, Lori Lanetta. Lori. You rock. And you got Arthur to say your name, too. And that's a treat, because you got, like, that radio DJ voice going, I think. It's kind of nice. Lori Lanetta. <laughs> Come on down. Uh, also, one small note. We had just had an episode with Post Malone doing Command Zone Live, a live stream. It was a lot of fun. Me and Josh Posty talking about new Capanna cards. The next one is on May 10th. Make sure you follow our Twitter. And we'll have links below for how you can register to get the link to watch it. It was a lot of fun. We engaged with chat. It was great. Okay. Let's dive into it. Let's the it. Bedecked Broker Precon Budget Upgrade Guide. Yeah. So, Arthur, you actually got to choose this deck when you were looking at the selection, right? Mm -hmm. So, what brought you towards it initially? 
Well, full disclosure, I think it's been said in multiple episodes. Uh, we went downstairs and Josh was like, hey, guys, let's rock, paper, scissors for these. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm pretty amicable. I was like, yeah, you guys pick. I'll take whatever's left. And uh, I guess it kind of worked out pretty well for me because I don't have a Bant deck in my own collection. I'm not too oh. familiar with it. So I got to kind of tread into like waters I haven't really gone into before. And it was a lot of fun to kind of uh, see what Bant can do. And yeah, that was cool. So even though you played rock, paper, scissors for it, it feels like the deck chose you all along. <laughs> Long. It knew. I didn't even do rock, paper, scissors for this one. <laughs> okay, you just sat back and waited. Yeah, yeah that's great. See, that's that is that's that's predetermination. That's fake oh, yeah. if I've ever seen it. Oh yeah. All right. So let's talk first about the new commanders. As always, there's gonna be three creatures in mm-hmm. these decks. Well, not always, but they tend to do this. Three creatures, uh, two of them are in foil. And the front facing commander will start off with Perry the pulverizer yeah let's do it perry's sweet he's a rhino you want to run down the stats on him yeah i do let's run down these yeah. stats on this rhino soldier <laughs> all right so this is one yeah. in bant it's a three three legendary creature rhino soldier when perry enters the battlefield put a shield counter on target creature mm-hmm. shield counters we're going to talk about them a couple of times probably this episode they're basically like little indestructible counters it goes on the creature and you remove it the next time the creature would dot would be dealt damage or destroyed so it gives it sort of the shield for one hit or one death on the battlefield. Uh, so you put a shield counter when Perry enters the battlefield on a creature, any creature. When Perry attacks, target creature you control gains trample and gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of different kinds of counters among permanents you control. So if you have oh, yeah. a plus one, plus one counter, a saga counter, um, a minus one, minus one counter, a... Uh, depletion a, lands. Depletion lands. <laughs> yeah, storage counters. You got all yeah. sorts of random counters. So when Perry attacks, you count all those up, the different kinds, and then that creature you choose gets plus X plus X and... Tr- trample oh yeah. pretty good trample is very powerful one, one thing i'm really like kind of hype about with this is like usually with voltron decks right because this gives off like big voltron bio oh yeah. yeah this reminds me of rafik of the many another band oh, yeah. voltron classic yeah like <laughs> imagine that with giving something infect and just trample like Oof. that's yeah so but with infect decks or with voltron decks you're usually needing to like kind of pace out putting equipment down and then mm-hmm. equipping the creature and then swinging and that's so like you see you can't really be like Shh, like don't mind this like a uh, battle school it's it's yeah. fine i'm the only way the you next can, turn. yeah the only way you can really hide it yeah. is like with sagarda's aid but even then people know what you're up to right you're yeah. playing stuff and you're making a creature bigger so with counters right like as there's like depletion lands like all that stuff like replicating ring like those uh counters on that midnight clock like they'll see those counters but they uh-huh. might not see how it feeds into you just alpha striking someone out of nowhere yeah just because it's uh it's much easier than looking at equipment and being like i know that equipment's scary yeah and here's the thing you can put counters on enchantments and all sorts of other mm-hmm. ca- permanents. So if someone Vandal Blasts gets rid of all your equipment, you're actually not yeah. dead in the water. Oh, yeah. A lot of those Voltron decks require you to equip and to like go at it. So this is actually really interesting. I like that. It's a good point. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of like fun wiggle room to play around with that uh, yeah. with that commander and do some cool stuff with yeah. it. Yeah. Obviously, the cards that go well with any time you're giving counters on stuff are your hardened scales. Cares yeah. about plus and plus and counters. Doubling season, if you want to go for that five mana, big bad, it'll make everything doubled up. Primal Vigor, a bit more of a budget option for people. And I think the Ozolith is a card that we will keep mentioning oh. from now until the end of time. <laughs> right, yeah. So some yeah. and counters aren't going anywhere. And now we see a lot of different counters aren't going anywhere. Ozolith enjoys all of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so that's Perry. Uh, your Perry 101 there. Uh, let's, <laughs> Perry let's... 101. Thanks, Perry. <laughs> he pulverized. We, he came, he saw, he pulverized. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> uh, the next up, we have Kroos, Defense Contractor. So uh, Kroos here is one and a bant. Same so, as Perry. Four mana, yeah, same cost. Uh, two, four, Cat Advisor. So we got a whole animal tribe here going with nice. this deck. Um, so 
uh, Kroos reads, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a shield counter on target creature and opponent controls. Once again with the shield counters, but this time you have to give it to an opponent. Ooh. Yeah, kind of wheeling and dealing with this guy. I see. He is a defense contractor, so yeah. giving defense contracts out quite literally. Yeah. And when you put one or more counters on a creature you don't control, tap that creature and goad it. It Ooh. gains trample until your next turn. Okay, hmm. interesting. So goading it means that it must attack this turn if able and it cannot attack you. Mm -hmm. um, if you're the only opponent, it does attack you, but it has yeah. to attack. That's interesting, though. It actually taps down the creature when yeah. you put a, one or more counters on the creature, and then it gets goaded. So presumably it'll untap on their mm -hmm. turn, and it's going to gain trample mm -hmm. and swing at someone. Yeah, so a little bit of group huggy vibes for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. People will be a little confused. They'll be like, hey, why are you goading my stuff? Like, what's up with this? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it could be pretty fun. You can definitely do some pretty unique deals. You can give people things and like maybe ask that they attack a certain player or you can just, as Jimmy uh, said, taps down the creature. And so that in itself can be its own way to like get through yourself if you need to get an attack in. Yeah, that's interesting. So until, yeah, so you could even do it like they go to combat and you don't want it to attack anyone. You actually just go, you somehow instant speed put a counter on it. It'll mm -hmm. tap it and go to it, but it can't attack because it's tapped. So yeah. there are ways to use this one as do it when it's not your turn and you'll untap and you have to attack or just say, hey, I don't want you to attack at all. So there's kind of two sides to it. Yeah, so I think both commanders here, Perry and Kroos, offer some interesting uh, plays. And I think that you can't, like, they're both very different decks. Uh, but mm -hmm. before we get into, like, who, which one will be the commander? There's still one more. That's right. Creature. Now, this creature cannot be the commander of the deck. No. It is only two colors, a white and a blue. Yes. But it is a legendary creature. This is Denry Klin, mm -hmm. editor-in-chief. Ah, uh -huh. you're kind of an editor, not an editor-in-chief. <laughs> no newspapers here. No, <laughs> sir. Two, a white and a blue for a 2-2 two -two cat advisor. Denry Klin enters the battlefield with your choice of a plus one, plus one, first strike, or vigilance counter on it. Mm -hmm. Whenever a non-token creature you control enters the battlefield, if Denry has counters on it, put Oi. the same number and kind of counters on that creature. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so Denry sits there and yeah. comes in with a plus one, plus one, first strike, or vigilance counter. And from that uh -huh. point on, anytime a non-token creature comes in, it doesn't. Denry doesn't move the counters over. He gives any counters that he mm -hmm. has the same number and kind of counters that he has on someone else. So if you manage to stack other things on him, then Denry's going to give those things yeah, to that, uh, that creature every time. That seems like it could get so crazy. Isn't there's a, a Simic card out there that um, does that? That adds counters? Uh, it says whenever a creature comes into play, each other creature comes into play with the same power as this creature. Oh, so it feels like it could get kind of crazy like that, where you just, yeah, you just stack all, right. all sorts of stuff on Yeah, this. very similar, where you're just yeah. making the, every time you print a new creature out, and yeah. let's say Denry has a plus one, plus one, vigilance counter, trample <laughs> counter, menace counter, right? You just find other ways to put yeah. counters on them, a shield counter. Oh, every man. creature comes out with that? Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Oh, man. In that case, you only need to put... You just need to load up Denry and then just start spewing out other things. Very oh, interesting. Yeah. But that is the uh, Azorius commander. It's very toolboxy, though. I feel like it's kind of cool. You can just, like, make some combos, right? Yeah, it's it's not the same colors as Cathril, but uh, I've seen Cathril do some nuts stuff with counters. Like, right. I, I could imagine this thing can get into some similar uh, combo situations where you're just putting all sorts of counters and removing them and adding them on. And with Falco Spark, You don't now, even need to remove them from Denry. He just keeps them. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're trying to move them to Denry, it seems. Yeah. And then Denry is just powering everything up. It's kind of cool. The power of editing, I suppose. I'm excited to see this card out in the wild for sure. Yeah, I mean, that actually kind of makes me want to build an Azorius deck for the first time in my life Ooh. that isn't just pure stacks right. control you know <laughs> it seems fun for other people but too, i do yeah. feel like without uh <laughs> green in there you're kind of missing a bit of a, a bit of power mm. okay so let's go over the stats 
That's nice. We should have everyone in the office do their own variation on stats. It's like stats, stats, stats. <laughs> Bedazzling. Uh, all, right, all right, so let's go down yeah. the list here. As always, Wizards has done a great job compared mm-hmm. to sort of their original uh, pre-cons because now they're building more to a, um, you know, more to a template. And so the stats mm-hmm. here are looking pretty good. So yeah. what do we got for ramp? For ramp, we got 12 ramp. So nice. yeah, I mean, most of this comes in the form of some pretty cool creatures. Like of course, devoted druid where mm-hmm. you can like uh wall of roots as well. Wall roots. Yeah. You work with the decks uh, sort of way. It like kind of puts counters on stuff to sort of work as your mana dorks, like incubation druid. When mm. it um, gets a counter on it, you can tap it for three instead of one. Oh, that's right. I so love that card. yeah, I like how the deck is, um, um, kind of falling in on itself a bit it's like it's using its own uh strategy to fuel its ramp and that's pretty cool yeah and the card draw also very good 12 sources of card draw now Ooh. of course we're not talking like the best card mm. draw spells in the game but it's like urban evolution that that is a very powerful card um and so 12 spots of that with 12 pieces of ramp this deck is ready to go out the gate you could just play this and probably do pretty well yeah for sure uh next up we have single target removal uh, it's got 10 single target removal i saw a generous gift in there that's that's a really good card yep. it'll Great get card. rid of any problem you need to get rid of like yeah. and give you an elephant <laughs> yeah <laughs> or give a them an elephant very generous gift of an elephant yeah very yeah. very generous yeah i like oh, that yeah. a lot board wipes we have three of them in mm-hmm. here so that's i'd say about right too it's between yeah. three and five typically um that's a good sweet spot I would expect that maybe they want to load up more because if Perry's giving shield counters, that actually gets you around the board wipe. Ooh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I could I could see, you know, I don't want to make games too long, so I typically don't run as many board wipes, much higher on the single turn removal. So these stats are great. 12 ramp, 12 oh, yeah. card draw, single turn removal, 10 wipes. And then, of course, what the deck is actually about is oh, counters. Yeah. So how many counters matters cards are in this thing? Yeah, all about counters. There's 54 counters. When Trek usually Ooh. puts this together, he usually has a few bullet points of what the deck is trying to do. In yeah. this case, it was just counters. Just putting counters. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so there's shield counters, yeah. seven sources of things that do that. Uh-huh. 22 cards that care about plus one, plus one counters. Mm-hmm. Seven then uh, with keywords, so you mean like Vigilance, Trample, and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Coria, they start doing right. like these keyword counters. And then last up, just because of Kuros, I, f- I felt like it was uh, diligent of us to include how many counters also put put counters on any creature, not right. just your own. So there's 10 cards in the deck that put counters on other people's creatures. Mm-hmm. However, some of them are a little clinky, like you can clunky. Um, <laughs> you can give uh, Oblivion stone fate counter to an opponent's creature if you really wanted to oh i see right right so it's a little yeah you're not necessarily doing it on purpose oh yeah yeah Yeah. but like there there are 10 ways in the deck as it is uh that work with kroos if you decide to go that route okay cool all right well of course we always take the deck value Mm -hmm. of these cards total so what we did is add up all the value of the reprints and not the new cards because we do this before the deck's revealed we don't even know what those cards are going to be worth on the market and it looks like the reprint value here is not bad 84 dollars and 38 cents so we've been doing the average for these things mm-hmm. for quite a while now and the, the average brief, uh, reprint, reprint value of the pre-cons is around 80 so that's that's pretty darn good and again this doesn't even count the new cards mm-hmm. um, of course you're not going to go out and sell each of these cards individually and mail them all mm-hmm. out and get your 80 bucks but in terms of like generally it's a good idea of seeing how powerful is the general level of the cards uh, are there any standouts and so we're going to go into the notable reprints mm-hmm. so these are all cards that are worth more than two dollars all right there were three cards that were $5 or more and 12 cards that were worth $2 or more. So let's talk about sort of the big three. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, first up, we got Steelbane Hydra. Steelbane Hydra is X and two green 
for a, a zero zero turtle <laughs> hydra yeah oh man and one of it it's like eating a spear too um <laughs> and you can play two in the green to remove a plus one plus encounter to destroy target artifact or enchantment and it comes mm -hmm. in the battlefield you pay x for plus one plus encounters so that's kind of cool it's yeah. an enchantment removal but this obviously is a powerful card you know it's a creature mm -hmm. it's a hydra hydra decks love giving plus one plus encounters yeah. and this functions as, rem as removal it's great to see flooded grove gain a reprint too at seven dollars and 16 cents this is a great filter land so it'll help you get uh two out of your three colors you need um yep yeah you can tap for green, 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 blue, or blue, blue. Oh, yeah. Simic filter land. And then next up, we got Slippery Bog Bonder. So it's a three and a green for a human druid. This card's great. Yeah. Flash hexproof. And it'll it'll put a hexproof counter on a creature. So that's really cool. It's just, uh, once again, there's a lot of proliferate things. So you can like move the counter around maybe. Or just uh, yeah. Some really cool stuff with it. Yeah. And then you can also move the counters when it enters the battlefield onto whatever the, the Slippery Bog Bonder chooses, right? You can move any number mm -hmm. of counters onto it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can just move yeah yeah yeah, it's really yeah so cool. you could sort of drop one counter and then drop a bunch of other things on there and it's very slippery very <laughs> cool um yeah and then past that we have mm -hmm. a bunch more cards we got nesting grounds which mm -hmm. is a nice land that does a very again very rare thing which is pay a mana tap move a counter from target permanent you control onto another target permanent so that's actually any player and you activate that only as a sorcery nice. And then we got Gavany Township, Janara, Sir of War, Oblivion Stone. Used to be a very popular board wipe in the format. I haven't seen it as much. Luminarch Aspirant is like a must in so many of the human tribal decks, even going all the way back into like modern and legacy. Ooh. And uh, Felwar Stone, obviously, generous gift. Rollesque Apex Hybrid. And the big one is Devoted Druid. Ooh. One in the green for an elf druid. Tap it to add green. That's a 0-2. And you can put a minus one, minus one counter on Devoted Druid to untap Devoted Druid. Of course, a lot of cards, you know can get around this mm -hmm. by saying either, oh, that negative one, negative one counter, it gets negated by this plus one, plus one counter I put on it. So you can keep untapping Devoted Druid, keep adding mana. So it's, there are some infinite combos that are brewing now thanks to New Capenna. Yeah, Devoted Druid combos in its sleep. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this card actually, it spiked the moment oh, that, yeah. uh, before the pre-con released mm -hmm. um, and people knew it was in the pre-con because again, New Capenna has a lot of cards that are comboing with it. So that actually might, you know, if we took the price now, might affect it a little bit. Yeah, so I think it's a pretty solid list of reprints. Definitely some staples. Uh, Devoger is just a great card to have in your collection. So. Yeah, same with Luminarch Aspirant for and oh, yeah. Belwar Stone, obviously, a generous gift. You can play that in any deck. Slippery Bogbinder is another card that I think scales really well to design of the oh, format, yeah. and over time, there'll just more and more use cases for it. Yeah, it's always good to protect your commander if, if you want to put that X-proof counter there. Yeah, okay. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the big question here, oh, which yeah. is who should you run as your commander? Mm -hmm. Because Perry's on the front, and mm -hmm. it looks like it's kind of all about Perry, but... Yeah. You actually have a slightly different idea, Arthur. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear about it. Uh, I tried. Uh, I tried to keep it secret till now, but I, I'm really digging Kroos, Defense Contractor. I think ah, that, as the lead singer, the commander, you the take commander. out and put Perry in the deck. Oh yeah, I think Kroos is sweet. I think it's really cool to uh, make some deals. Uh, it's it's. It, I, I kind of like the idea of just making this really big mess for everybody, <laughs> and then just like seeing back and like uh, seeing how people deal with it. I know that makes me bad, but it's no, just that's kind of fun. I like that. Oh, yeah. There's like the Beamtown Bullies is a card that we've talked about a bunch. It's kind of the similar thing where it's like, oh, yeah. let them handle it. Yeah. See what happens when they go play out there. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Yeah, like you're just giving them, like things are just going to get more and more crazy, more and more difficult. Yeah, and you're and... making their creatures better and better too. Maybe you even mm -hmm. give it like a hexproof counter or something crazy. Oh, that would be so <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like an open world video game uh, versus like a linear RPG or something. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, I will say Perry, yeah. it's kind of very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Perry's very, very straightforward -y. 
you just want to get a creature huge and attack and swing mm-hmm. and put a bunch of counters on and kill them with trample. Yeah. But Kroos, you're right. It is a bit more of an adventure, isn't it? Yeah. Every game is going to be a little bit different because it all depends on what everyone else is. Like, it depends what you're giving them and what they bring to the table. Uh, and they're going to be killing each other. And so I think that's pretty fun and it's dynamic and it's going to allow you to have a lot of very fun uh, and unique games. Yeah, it's definitely pretty dynamic. That is pretty interesting. And, and I guess it's something that we'll talk about more about when we talk about the cards that we're going to take out and put yeah. in. But before we do that, let's talk about the best cards in the deck okay uh and this is obvious pretty obvious but <laughs> parry the pulverizer is just one of the best cards in the deck if Kroos is your commander right yeah i really i think that's the case because you do need a way when things get tricky the tricky thing about goad is that if it gets down to a 1v1 you're in a very difficult situation you're only swinging at yourself oh yeah oh, they're swinging at you yeah because yeah, no one else they're yeah. goaded to attack and if they have to attack but there's no one else to attack they have to attack you yeah so i feel like parry is going to help you close out games when they get tough they're going to help you get your one creature big because although you're putting counters on other people's stuff you're still going to be putting counters on your own things yeah you don't have to necessarily play parry and give someone else a shield counter you could still put it on parry or even on cross mm-hmm. you don't have to go oh you know what because i have cross out i need to go this thing but you have the choice with cards like parry yeah uh and then once again like the next card up is uh Rishkar pima renegade um this card put uh yes card drops plus one plus one counters on each of up to two target creatures when it's in the battlefield and then each creature with a counter on it by yeah. the way not just plus one plus one counter on it can tap and add for a green yeah, so when it comes into play, it puts plus one counters on a target creature, not target creature you control. Yeah, two so target creatures too, up with, to, yeah. Yeah, so you can choose to, uh, it's like parry, it's kind of flexible, like you're putting counters on your own stuff sometimes, and in this hmm. case, there's a payoff and it's ramp, and I think that's really good, and that's why I include Rishkar as a top card in the deck. Yeah, I think Rishkar is definitely a very oh, good yeah. card in this deck. There's also Together Forever, mm-hmm. uh, White White for an enchantment. This comes from Battle for Zendikar, I think, back in the day, with bolstering, yeah. Nice. When Together Forever enters the battlefield, support two. So you put a plus one, plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures, the identical text to Rishkar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also you can pay one to choose target creature with a counter on it. When that creature dies this turn, return that card to its owner's hand. So wow, that's great. One, you yeah. can just put two plus one, plus one counters on two creatures that go you control them. or put them oh. on someone else oh, yeah. with gross out and go them. Yeah. Plus one, plus one counter isn't as offensive, I think, and dangerous as like even a shield counter. Yeah. But then when you have your own creatures die, this mm-hmm. sits out on your board for the rest of the game. You can pay one and it's going to bounce it to your hand. So your Denry yeah. kill that everyone's going to want to kill because it's got 50 counters on it Uh you can bounce it back to your hand when it dies yeah super resilient it'll allow you to have just a lot of resiliency throughout the game and it also allows you to make deals with your opponents because you're putting counters on them and you can say okay uh let's um let's go down this line where you're attacking this person and i know your creature's going to die because it's not big enough to block even though it's goaded right so uh, i can help you get it back in your hand if you don't attack me next turn because I don't have a way to go to you next turn. Yeah, you can actually save other yeah. people's stuff. Wow, you're definitely becoming a real defense contractor. Oh, uh, this last yeah. card too, I think is hilarious because I didn't yeah. realize what you can do with it. Yeah, uh, so Forgotten Ancient. Whenever a player casts a spell, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on Forgotten Ancient. It's a four mana elemental. It's a zero three at a baseline, but this will get real big. It gets real big. Yeah. Oh, it's similar yeah. to like Mana Gorger Hydra. You're mm-hmm. astounded how many plus one, plus one counters drop on this thing. But as Jimmy was saying, the cool thing about this is at the beginning of your upkeep, you may move any number of plus one counters from Forgotten Ancient onto another other creatures other other creatures, creatures. <laughs> yeah i don't think i've seen text like other right? creatures because it's usually it's any number of other target creatures but yeah. it just says other creatures it doesn't even target 
Yeah, so you can just uh, go cr go nuts with Kroos in this card. Like, just go the whole board. Disrupt Decorum yeah, every turn. Yeah, Disrupt Decorum, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. And you're still going to be left with probably like a 5-8 Forgotten Ancient. Like you, So let's say there's six creatures on the board. My yeah. opponents all have two. And you put six Pomo counters on every single one. Uh -huh. It's actually crazy because you're tapping down all those creatures. Oh, yeah. So you pass the turn. The first person to untap has to attack their opponents. They yeah. have a free attack pretty much because everyone's tapped down. Yeah. And then the next player so has to so really being the person that is to your right when this happens oh no they get the brunt of it because they yeah. stay tapped down the longest yeah wow that's a that's a cool card i like yeah, that card. yeah very I, i've loved forgotten agent for a long long time it's a great great card mm -hmm. um all right we are going to get into the cards to add in and take out of the deck and some strategy behind it but we first got to hear a message from our mid-roll sponsors angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about the, uh, what's it called again? Bedecked. Oh, brokers with Perry the Pulverizer, the Bant Commander deck uh, from, I keep saying Bant, but it's not, but it's from New Capenna, and it's the Brokers. So before we get into the cards to add in and take out, um, you did a little bit of a thought experiment, right, Arthur, mm -hmm. in asking yourself, what are some questions that I need to be asking, or even you out there thinking about building this deck, what are some important things to ask myself uh, as I get into this so that I know what I'm doing and I'm um, sort of going down the right path? Oh, yeah. 
So Kroos is going to be a little tricky because you're goading people and that puts you in a really difficult situation. Gavin Verhey just put out a video recently on goad being every mechanic mm -hmm. and kind of walked through some of the pitfalls of it. And the biggest one I'd say is when it gets down to a 1v1. Right. Uh, what do you do? Are you doomed? Uh, what, <laughs> what do you think? Are you doomed? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I think you have to prepare for that moment and yeah. then you have to have like a card like Perry, like you said, that can push through and, and or you can sort of kill that person or you're using Kroos to tap them down so that they stay tapped down uh -huh. and you're continuing to sort of like stop them and maybe you're sneaking in that damage somehow yeah so i guess some advice i'd have like uh if you are in a situation where you're like i'm giving all you guys nice stuff and i right. feel like a little prone here what happens if my commander gets removed uh one card is just uh one idea is when the game cards can be your backup strategy especially when it gets down to 1v1 mm -hmm. so like approach of the second sun simic ascendancy oh okay uh what's um, strict saving stadium. Yeah, stadium yeah so all these cards have text on it that say you win the game if yeah. you satisfy certain things that happen yeah uh another thing that's really important with this type of deck and especially because you're in blue is just leaving mana open having a backup plan yeah uh when you pass turn you should always have like something like slippery bog bonder up your sleeve ah, um very slippery oh yeah <laughs> so you might give the illusion like oh no like the oh you guys have all this stuff uh it's all over uh, yeah uh, i'm passing turn and it's just going to be this crazy mess and there's no answer through this mess but you should have an answer through that mess and right. uh maybe give the illusion but be prepared prepared to deal with the mess you created when no uh, one okay. else does okay yeah i like that you definitely yeah. have to be a little uh, reactive and proactive in mm -hmm. this deck yeah and you're doing a lot of wheeling and dealing too as a yep. defense contractor so yeah i guess that's kind of uh overall advice i'd give for piloting this kind of a crazy deck where uh every game might be a little different like that yeah, yeah i can't wait to hear the stories about it all right let's talk about the cards that we would add yeah. again the total budget was around 30 dollars for this uh so let's start things off with uh a, an enchantment that you wanted to add called evolutionary escalation this card is so funny to me so <laughs> the art by the way is just it's pretty awesome prime time yeah yeah so two mana you're going to be getting this out really early one in the green one in a green at the beginning of your upkeep you put uh you put three plus one counters on a creature you control and a counter uh and you and you're the one putting them on a creature an opponent controls as so well. it's an escalation you choose two creatures one of your own and one of the yeah. opponent's to get three plus one plus one counters yeah oh yeah so you're gonna be making some real big boys out there uh yeah for sure and yeah i think it's great because you're playing the counter on so of course it works great with crows i think uh, a, a theme you'll see is every card i'm adding has to work really well with crows right otherwise the deck is gonna fall apart oh yeah yeah there's just there's a little bit of infrastructure in the deck but it definitely needs the 10 cards so yeah this card's really funny it's just uh you're making some really scary creatures out there and sure you're also going to be making some of your strong too you're just ready to hit it with a generous gift at the end is what you're selling you're building that thing up and then you're going to remove it eventually oh i'd hate to do that but i might have to yeah <laughs> all right the yeah. next card you have is one i've never seen before in my life and is something that i'm now very curious about yeah sheltering, sheltering ancient yeah. yeah one in the green for a five five tree folk from uh not ice age but uh cold snap, cold snap. yeah mm -hmm. it's a trample tree folk it's a five five for two mana. Yeah. so like wait a minute what what's going on here cumulative upkeep put a plus one plus one counter on a creature and opponent's controls <laughs> so at the beginning of your upkeep for cumulative upkeeps you put an age counter on the permanent and then you sack it unless you pay its upkeep cost for each age counter on it so at first when you pass the turn it comes back to you, you put a one one <laughs> counter on one creature and opponent controls the next turn you're putting two on the creature and then three on the creature so it gets to evolutionary escalation but it doesn't start off as crazy yeah that's fun yeah, it's it's really fun. Similar to Evolutionary Escalation, just doing some crazy stuff out there with your opponent's creatures. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next up, I think this one might be... Oh, uh, 
sheltering ancients 40 cents yeah i would i understand why it's not, not doesn't <laughs> see much play yeah and otherwise evolutionary escalation is also 40 cents once wow, yeah, you're not nice. seeing these cards often you can pick them up for a uh, really good price yeah great. you actually did a great job uh with the budget on this you actually have a lot of room open at the end oh, yeah. so maybe you could put in some uh some yeah, we'll get too. okay uh next up is nils discipline enforcer for 30 cents this is just another just amazing card for the deck it does everything your deck wants to do on one card it's great this is great yeah so it's two and a white and it's a two two human cleric and at the at the beginning of your end step is that what it says mm -hmm. yeah at the beginning of your end step you put a plus one counter on each creature uh on up to one creature each player controls yeah so for each player you put a plus one plus one counter yeah. on up to one creature so three players you get three one counters on up to one you don't even need to do it you could do up to which is a great text there also your own creature so it's gonna oh, right. be yeah uh, each player yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh each creature with a counter one or more counters with one or more counters on it can't attack you or planeswalkers you control unless they pay x where x is the number of counters on that creature wow yeah. so nils on top of evolutionary escalation oh, means that man. you're gonna put four plus one plus one counters on a creature and then it can't attack you unless it pays four mana for yeah. that creature so they're so, goaded they can't attack you unless they pay lots of mana you should feel pretty safe and you should be enjoying watching your opponent get attacked by a 10-10 trample <laughs> goaded creature. I'm not wrong in yeah. that Nils is probably the best card in the deck all of a sudden, I right? think so, yeah. Nils. Wow. But, I mean, piggybacking off that, we're going to go into the next card, which is another contender. I think these two might be the contenders for what might be the best cards in the deck. It's yep. Generous Patron. Uh, Generous Patron's $3. Yeah, two and a green for an elf advisor to one four. When it enters the battlefield, you support two. So you put a plus one, plus one counter on each of up to two other target creatures. And whenever you put one or more counters on a creature you don't control, draw a card. Oh wow. My God, this is going to be an insane card draw engine. Like, yeah, this no with kidding. Nils Discipline Enforcer, you're drawing four cards on your end step, just like that. That's crazy. So Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. And you're doing, and they're getting goaded, and they can't attack you. Three cards, not four, because it's when a, you put a counter on a creature you don't control. Right, right, yeah. right, yeah. But that's still, wow, very powerful. And definitely a not a popular strategy in EDH, and all these cards no. are very cheap as a result. Yeah. Reigns of power, I like yeah. this indeed. indeed. Uh, two blue, oh, yeah. blue for an instant. Untap all creatures you control and all creatures target opponent controls. You and that opponent each gain control of all creatures the other controls until end of turn. Those creatures gain haste until end of turn. Yeah. So like you were saying, when you get to that 1v1, you oh, have yeah. nils, maybe they can't attack you, but reigns of power is really an mm -hmm. interesting way to turn the tables. This is for sure going to be your win con. You're going to save this in your hand until it's a 1v1 and you're going to win the game with this card. There's a similar card in red called Twist Allegiance and I've won games with Rain, reigns of power and or Twist Allegiance depending on the color so many times. It's yeah. one of my favorite ways to win. And you don't even need to be in this deck to do to play this kind of card but in this deck it's yeah. great because you've just been suiting up their stuff <laughs> with the coolest stuff <laughs> exactly. ever. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, amazing. Talk about turning the tables. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And not just that but you're actually actually untapping those creatures too so yeah. if you they were tapped down because they were swinging or whatever you oh, gain yeah. them and you untap mm -hmm. them so because crow uh crows does when he puts a counter on the creature it taps it down yeah even on the turn your game ready to swing out with them you could get one last little uh sneak in an evolutionary <laughs> escalation give it three more counters nice <laughs> that's hilarious yeah so next up we got spike weaver for classic two, two green and two uh colorless and spike weaver yeah it's classic it's great it's once again working on so many different axes mm -hmm. it's coming in with counters you can remove counters to move counters onto creatures your opponents control goading them move them onto your own creatures making them bigger do all sorts of stuff but then the real game winner here is that 
well not game game staller game i guess staller. no get, getting you to your game win <laughs> yeah getting you to your game win is you can remove a counter from it and fog and, uh, yeah creatures deal yeah. no combat damage this turn so what happens if your commander gets removed and you're in a bad situation fog fog That's great just yeah. buy yourself a turn buy yourself up to three oh, yeah. turns buy if spike weaver doesn't get any uh counters and it only costs one after you get cast so that's pretty cool it's, it's got these sort of like it's got gave moments in the first ability and then the so four a spog ah, fog frog in the second all right, next up we got Jang Yangu Wildcrafter. I love this card. Mm -hmm. Two and a green for a Yang, uh, Yangu, legendary planeswalker. Three loyalty. Each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has tap it to add one man to any color. Mm -hmm. And you can minus one Jang Yangu to put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. So you can do this over two turns. Uh, it makes your creatures bigger. Jang, typically people don't even attack Jang Yangu, but you can do this, but also make them into mana dorks now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's kind of similar to Rishkar Pima where you're uh, turning all your creatures into mana dorks. Mm -hmm. They probably already have counters on them. Also, it's really cool because it put yeah it puts the counters on any creature. So it's working on that similar axis of yeah. continuing the goad train, keeping it, keeping it running. I like yeah. this next card too. This next card may again also might be in competition for one of the best cards of the deck. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a $1.50 card for just a board wipe because I'm actually going to be taking out a few. Promise of Loyalty, four and a white. Each player puts a vow counter on a creature they control and sacrifices the rest. Each of those creatures can't attack you or planeswalkers you control as long as it has a vow counter on it. Wow, so they only get one creature uh -huh. and that vow counter, one, it's going to goad them. So mm -hmm. they're going to have to attack, but they can never attack you because Promise of Loyalty says... It just adds that text to those cards. Yeah. Those creatures can't attack you or planeswalkers you control, like Jiang Yangu, uh, for as long as it has a vow <laughs> counter on it. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and a cool thing you could do maybe is move the vow counter with your nesting grounds on your creature onto a creature an opponent uh, controls. Oh, yeah, because you're going to put a vow counter on your creature too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a few fun things going on with that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, next up, you got Cauldron of Souls, another classic card. Mm -hmm. It's a five-mana artifact. You can tap it to choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until end of turn. Mm. Arthur, this is a brilliant addition. <laughs> so, yeah. persist means when that creature dies, if it didn't have any minus one, minus one counters on it, it returns to the battlefield under its owner's control with a minus one, minus one counter on it. Wow, you can tap this uh -huh. and choose your opponent's creatures. Yeah, right? There's one small uh, caveat I do want to make. It doesn't trigger crows? Y yeah, so if someone uh, board wipes oh, and see. you tap it and bring, you can pick and choose what you want to come back. Right. Sure, you could do that, but because crows is entering at the same time, it's not going to be putting the counter on the creature's the way you want so it's not going to be goading everything when they come back they'll just I be see. coming back with the counter but the next turn you could attack with a thrumming bird or something like that and proliferate those counters oh very yeah. cool yeah proliferate is definitely pretty good here but you couldn't use it in response to single target removal to have yep. the card come back let's say your opponent is really scared of a, of a threat you made for another opponent like cross um, <laughs> yeah or yeah or you use it to save your own cross and bring back per cross so there's all sorts of yeah you can use it on your opponent's things on your things very cool very yeah cool. very cool uh, yeah, so next up we have Verity Circle. Verity Circle is coming at 20 cents, another re really good card for a really good price. And it, I mean, it's honestly because you're not really seeing it work much in other games, but in this mm -hmm. one's great because Crows taps down creatures when it goats them, when you right. put the counter on. So when you're going around... Verity Circle, by the way, says whenever a creature mm -hmm. in the opponent controls becomes tapped, if it isn't being declared as an attacker, you may draw a card. Yeah. And Crows again says when you put a counter on a creature yep. you don't control, tap that creature and goat it. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a really, really good card draw engine. You'll probably draw 10 or more cards from this over a course of a game. Yeah, really very good. good with Crows. Yeah, no one's going to want to remove this. It's just like, it's 
it's good, but it's not good enough to draw that same hate that something like a Rhystic study would. Yeah, yeah. So it's, Very nice. Yeah, it's going to be a good app for your deck. So yeah, for a total price, we're coming in at $14.80. $15 for yeah, all of $15. the upgrades for this deck. And again, it's because you got some niche strategies. It's doing mm -hmm. some stuff that you haven't seen really with a commander card before. So that's very cool. Yeah, I was really happy to be this far under budget. It, it allows you to then uh, continue to potentially work on the deck, add in some more fun cards because... Yeah, you could find yeah. room now for that, I don't know, your Cyclonic Rift or whatever, <laughs> and still fit awesome. under the $30 budget. But there's tons of things you could do now. Yeah, We already talked sure. about a couple of them, right? Like uh, Simic Ascendancy or Approach of the Second Sun. Mm -hmm. Those might be potential ads too. But instead of doing honorable mentions, um, because there are a lot, and uh, I... I I just wanted to focus more on honorable precautions. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, so there's a couple things I noted. Graft, for example. Graft is, isn't great. It's good, but it's not doing exactly what you want because Graft reads that when a creature comes into play, you put a plus one counter on the creature. You can move it from a creature with yeah. Graft on it, yeah. Yeah, so if it's coming into play that turn, one, it probably doesn't already have haste. So tapping, giving it the counter, tapping it down, goading it won't really do much for you. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's whenever any other creature ends the battlefield, you can move a plus and plus and counter from this creature onto whichever one. Yeah, so it's good because it does put the counter on it. Maybe later on you can proliferate, you can goad it later. But yeah. in the moment, it's not operating on that axis you need, which is giving it the counter, having it attack when you want. Right, They'll it's be attacking just when they doing want. it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you're goading it, you're tapping it down, but it is not attacking because mm -hmm. it does not get haste. The, the second precaution is to stay focused. So I came across a lot of really cool synergy with giving people counters, targeting the, the cards with things, and it has these payoffs, like dismiss into dreams yeah so this is a creature uh, an enchantment that says each creature your opponent's control is an illusion in mm -hmm. addition to its other types so when it becomes the target of a spell or an ability you sacrifice it so that ability may be giving yeah. it a counter yeah so you'd give it a counter they'd have to sacrifice it great now what your your game plan is to goad them and have them attack if they're they lose that creature i mean sure you have some decent removal but your whole deck's win con is to kind of chip away get your opponents low kind of stay uh, under I the see. radar if you're playing stuff like this you're going to draw a lot of heat they're going to come after you they're gonna, definitely going to try to remove this uh it just won't help you create this brawlicium of goaded creatures as much as just making the board empty all the time i see yeah maybe you'd yeah. want to do this at the very end when you're trying to get rid of their stuff but sure. as the game goes on this is kind of not going again it's yeah. going against your game plan so a few cards to watch out for similar to this are Willbreaker, cytoplasm manipulator mm. cowardice right so um, these cards care about yeah. these things getting targeted and what happens cytoplasm is a graft card Willbreaker, interesting oh i see so you could yeah. like take control of them i think Willbreaker might be good in this deck depending yeah. um but then you're kind of going against the spirit of what you built here <laughs> a little bit so <laughs> you're just stealing stuff those are my precautions i am pointing out the cards if it is something you want to consider but i also just want to make you aware that it might not be in your deck's best interest i see so, okay they're All there right. for you yeah cool well we got the cards to add in let's talk about the cards in the deck that we thought let's you know it. what let's take them out yeah first of all, we got oracle's vault oh yeah this is a bit of a clunker. It's a four-mana artifact. You Will can bit. do two things. You can pay two and exile the top card of your library and tap it. Until end of turn, you can play that card, and then you put a brick counter on Oracle's Vault. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's also just tap it and exile the top card of your library until end of turn. You can play that card without paying its mana cost. But you can only do that if there are three or more brick counters on Oracle's Vault. So six mana get going for the first time, and then another two, another two. So six, eight, ten mana over three turns. And <laughs> then you can start exiling the top card of your library to play without paying its mana cost. Uh, I think unless you're like heavily proliferating, Rating and mm -hmm. really getting these counters up to three in an Atraxa deck, yeah. this might this does seem a little bit of a clunker. Yeah, just a little too clunky for me. Uh, next up, we got Wingspan Mentor. So it's two and a blue 
for human wizard one three when it enters the battlefield you put a flying counter on target non-human creature you control uh i mean that's nice like this counter strategy you're giving your creatures flying maybe mm-hmm. you can move the counters around well there's a lot of humans in the deck for one not a bunch but enough that like i was worried to add this in it's only creatures you control as well yeah also it has this activate ability of put a plus one counter on each creature you control with flying there's not a bunch of creatures in deck with flying. So maybe you're pumping one of your own creatures. Oh, it's that's just, not worth it. Yeah, it's just not doing what our deck needs to do now that Kroos is the commander. Maybe if Perry was the right. commander, it gives you a few counters. You can do some fun stuff. But uh, yeah, it's just not giving you enough. Like the juice just isn't worth the squeeze in this case for what your new deck is doing with Kroos at the lead. All right, these next two are pretty interesting. They're two mm-hmm. of the board wipes in the deck. Yeah. It's Damning Verdict and Planar Outburst. Yeah. Damning Verdict destroys all creatures with no counters on them. You would think, <laughs> oh, do it, but you're kind of putting counters on people's yeah. stuff, and that's interesting. And then Planar Outburst is destroy all non-land creatures for five mana, but you could also awaken it for eight mana to like mm-hmm. make a land become indestructible and kill everything else. Well, not indestructible. It's yeah. destroying all non It's just creatures. a five-mana board wipe, and we put in Promise of Loyalty, which is also a five-mana board wipe. Right. So, so let's just say you're there. swapping that. Yeah. 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 All right, next up we have Ajani Unyielding. This is the six mana, four green and white Ajani for four loyalty. You can plus him up to reveal top three cards of your library and you put non-land permanents into your hand. Uh, you can minus two to exile a target creature and its controller gains life equal to its power. And then the minus nine, you're putting a bunch of counters on creatures and loyalties. It's not going to happen. This is a six mana Planeswalker. Yeah, I just think it's too much. It's too much too late. Like you guys have been talking a lot about lowering your curve, bringing it down, playing two cards on turn six as opposed to one card for six mana. Like, well, if you're playing a six mana card to try and draw some cards, yeah, not so great. Not so uh, great. If you're doing a six mana card to exile a target creature, I would say just add in Swords of Plowshares yeah. instead with your extra money from for the sure. uh, up- upgrade, yeah. right? So you can get that effect in a much more effective and will make a difference way. Yeah. Next up, we got Shield Broker. So this is a new card. Uh, two blue, three gray, three colorless, three gray. Like People that. give me a bad time today at lunch for saying gray. Three gray and two blue <laughs> <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, I'll play my mana ball, make two gray. I did nice. That, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> Some people call it brown. Gray might be a little Ooh, more appealing. Nice. I don't know. So when it enters the battlefield, you put a shield counter on a non-commander creature you don't control. You gain control of that creature for as long as it has a shield counter on it. Oh, okay. So you grab a creature and steal it. Yeah, it's kind of along those same lines as Willbreaker. It's doing that kind of like counter, uh, taking some stuff. But the problem is it's borrow, not steal. Like you're ah, just okay. getting it until this is gone. It's kind of funny too that when you cast this, if you have yeah. Pros out, you actually goad the creature because it's still under their control yeah. and then you gain control of it. So you get a goaded creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right like it's just not working well with Kroos and it's it's just not working as much as you want it to for five mana that's right. why I decided to cut it yeah next up we have Declaration in Stone this is Soren getting stuck in his manor uh, <laughs> oh, no. one in a white for a sorcery exile target creature and all other creatures his controller controls yeah. with the same name as that creature uh, so it's basically two mana exile sorcery um, but then yeah. they also get a token a clue token for each non-token creature exile this way so if there's a bunch of this really won't happen in commander but if there's like i don't know three bio visionaries i don't know on the battlefield and you're, <laughs> trying, to, you're trying to deck and stone it i don't know Excellent. mirror weave i don't know i don't know <laughs> um yeah no he brings up a good point those are good times but i think the <laughs> those are definitely good times they won't happen very often <laughs> the, it's uh it's also really good taking out tokens i guess but right no no, no it's yeah yeah that's right you can do all token army that's right yeah but it's just not really like it's not a good board wipe for like uh for this deck yeah it's just like you could just play again and you have the space and the budget for it path to exile sort yeah, of plowshares yeah, for sure. it's way better than that yep. yeah all right last up hoof prints of the stag one in the white for a tribal enchantment elemental 
Whenever you draw a card, you may put a hoofprint counter on this card, and then you can pay two in the white to remove four hoofprint counters on it to make a 4-4 elemental creature token with flying. Sorcery speed. Activate only during your turn. <laughs> oh, God. It's bad. Put it away. <laughs> yeah. Put it away. Yeah, it's bad. It's slow. It's bad. Yeah. You're not trying to make these little 4-4s. Four That's not what you want. No, not sorcery speed. It's going to take a long time to yeah. get four counters on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the last card you want to cut is just a planes. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so boring, but look, there's 38 lands in the deck. Oh, uh, wow. And 12 sources of ramp and 38 lands. That's that's a little on the high side. 37 is why I would... I'd, yeah. Right? Or maybe... Maybe... Maybe even 36. <laughs> Whoa. 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 Uh, but yeah, I think you're fine kind of planes. I think that's a totally fine cut. And yeah. uh, all the other cards are good enough to make the uh, better than a plane. <laughs> yep. Yeah. In that case. Uh, anyhow, let's, okay. Yeah. So let's do a quick recap here on how yeah. the deck plays. So we've cut two card draw spells, two and a half-ish sort yeah. of whites, wipes, uh, board wipes with uh, deck and stone. stone yeah. And then one just straight up removal spell. Mm-hmm. And you've added in one board wipe, uh, two, draw, two card draw spells, one ramp spell with Jiang Yang Gu, and no removal. So I don't think you're really doing much to hurt the deck okay. overall. I think I think you actually have kept the the sort of the thing going. What All do you right. think? Yeah, I think so too. I left that in a note uh, for <laughs> I guess whoever else was on this with me. And it, uh, Jimmy just said he gave me the go ahead. He says good. So yeah, I did. Uh, I was a little worried with those cuts, but it seems like we're kind of replacing stuff and adding stuff back in. So yeah, we're, if we're you coming. were getting rid of like a bunch of cards that were very very good, then that's a little bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to give a special shout out though. There is a card called Resourceful Defense Let's in this it. deck. It's a new card. It may be one of the best cards in the deck. You may be surprised that we didn't see it. It's a little slow, but it's two in the white for an enchantment. Whenever permanent you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on target permanent you control. And then four in the white, move any number of counters from target permanent you control to another target permanent you control. Mm-hmm. You can actually stack those counters on this enchantment. You can mm-hmm. stack it onto another creature, onto a land, onto the Ozolith, and then for four in the yeah. white, you're going to move counters up, which is kind of cool, only on stuff you control, but we've never really seen text like this. So it's going to be, I think, really good in a deck like this, especially with like Denry Kin, uh, Klin, that's going to have like a bunch of counters on it that people want to kill. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd say the deck plays, you're you're kind of balanced on a knife's edge of uh, doling out counters to your opponents with hoping it doesn't backfire back on you. Right. Um, yeah, I, I walked you guys through. I think it's, uh, it should be interesting. It kind of reminds me of this movie called Unche- Un- Uncut Gems. Ah, uh, with Adam Sandler, oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Great performance by him. Uh, he, he progressively makes worse and worse decisions and just builds himself this little mountain he's on of <laughs> uh, just being very, very precarious. Like, every time he does something, you're like, no, don't do that. I think your right. opponents will be like, no, don't. You're Stop making. It. What are you doing? <laughs> Please. That, that thing is going to kill all of us. It's like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just gets worse and worse for him. And I think it's going to get worse and worse for you when you're playing this deck. But hopefully you can come out better than Adam Sandler did in the movie. Exactly. Show uh, them why you are the greatest defense contractor in the land. Please. Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely be careful when you're playing this deck. But it could be a lot of fun. You wrote uh, building systems of safeguards, mm-hmm. weaving webs of deals, mm-hmm. and chipping away at your opponents after tapping down their creatures. Yeah. Very nice. Could be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can't wait to hear it backfire <laughs> and what's going to happen when it backfires because I've definitely played decks like this and I've definitely had them backfire right in my face. All right. To the listeners, what do you think about the Bedecked Broker decision? Are there any cards that we missed? Would you have played Perry and gone in a different direction? Uh, what do you think that you agree with in our ads and removals? And what would you actually put in there instead? Now that you have an extra $15 to work with this budget, what would you spend it on? Let us know in the comments. You can tweet at us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all those good places. Start a discussion with our wonderful community on our Patreon too, on our Discord. Uh, everyone has amazing uh, sort of contributions and it's great to talk about magic with friends. It's one of the greatest things in the world. I love it. We did it today, right? We talked about magic with friends together. Yeah. Thumbs up. (laughs) Make sure you check out channelfireball.com slash command 
that's where you're going to get your cards. That's where you can get everything that you need to be the pulverizer or to be the defense contractor or to be the best person that you can be at the table. Figure it out. Channelfire.com slash command or enter promo code command at checkout. You can also go to Ultra Pro. They have an online store now. You can buy the playmats that are most up to date with the sets that are coming out. Baldur's Gate coming out soon. A lot of really amazing art, especially for our D&D fans. So much crossover. So make sure you check out Ultra Pro. You're also supporting the show when you do so. Okay, I'm excited. Let's move on to the end set. We talk about something cool outside of the world of magic. Arthur, you wrote down that you wanted to talk about art. Yes. So take it away. (laughs) What do you have to say about art? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of art. Uh, I used to go to a lot of art museums before this job. I oh, still cool. try to go painting, to statues, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sculpture, I think. Sorry, I think there's a little bit of like a existing notion that like art can be pretty pretentious and like inaccessible and kind of like uh, a highfalutin thing. Uh, snooty. Yeah, yeah. Uh. it is a bit, but I think it doesn't have to be. Um, so I really like to just go to museums and have a good laugh. Ah. I know these people spend their lives making paintings that try to put like really (laughs) complex emotions and feelings and like problems in the world onto canvas. Um, And I respect that. But at the same time, (laughs) similar to like a good album, sometimes there's really good songs and sometimes they miss. Yeah, Uh, good in. Yeah, and so I think like what I recommend and what I think could be fun is to uh, make more art more accessible to you. And uh, that's Uh, just to like go and not go with expecting it to be like a really inaccessible, like uh, hard to understand. like Only for tourists. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Who cares about this sort of stuff? They're all dead anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, don't do that. I recommend you go to a museum. Most museums have a free day Mm -hmm. and you just go for the didactics. So didactics are these little things next to art pieces and there's usually like a paragraph telling you about the art piece Mm -hmm. and they can be very very funny to read i've come across like so yeah my recommendation is to go and just enjoy reading those and then maybe look at the art afterwards (laughs) um yeah i love just go with my headphones in like just zone out like and just read them and some of my favorites like um there's this one guy named joseph albers that spent his whole lifetime figuring out how to put squares inside of other squares wow that's just, just that's the just art what he does yeah <laughs> it's really amusing hopefully we'll have a good picture up about that or something yeah. on the on the video uh, there's a guy named alexander calder uh he made mobiles you know like those baby mobiles yeah where it's like the stars and stuff and they're hanging down he made them out of wire and in 1920s uh people got into fistfights apparently wow. about these mobiles because he used wire and it that was, was like a dangerous thing yeah not cool um wow interesting yeah so you can like hear all sorts of funny like little like backstories about art pieces and learn all sorts of stuff um let's cool. see there's this guy named uh clifford still uh-huh. who insists okay this guy is a little pretentious but i think it's hilarious <laughs> he insists when you w- look at his art you have to imagine certain compositions of music while you're looking at it oh so <laughs> yeah very interesting it's yeah like, when you gaze upon this you must oh, yeah. hear beethoven's seventh right? symphony yeah so art can be funny art can be accessible i think there's like it can be a really fun thing to just do by yourself you don't have to go with other people yeah i've gone to museums by myself it's great and it's like cold and air-conditioned and it's quiet and calm it's really nice actually for sure very cool yeah so yeah i like that make art more accessible to you don't be afraid to laugh at something if you find it funny don't be afraid to you know embrace it if it seems like it's cool don't don't add an expectation layer in front of art because they've already done a lot of work on that canvas they spent hours and hours and hours you may as well see what they got going on right? yeah one more i just remembered there's a painting from 2009 called overdrive and <laughs> obama is riding a corgi and shooting lasers out of his hands nice that is also yeah. considered art oh yeah 
So just so you know, there's something for everyone out there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Arthur, for being on the show. It was a great time. I really liked what you did with the deck here. I'm sure our audience will too. And a uh, big thanks to everyone here at the Command Zone as well. Arthur Meadowcroft, first on the list. You got an A in your name. You're right at the front. <laughs> Sean Gillis, Damon Lenz, Lady Danger, Manson, Lund, Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nan, Jordan Pridgen, Sam Waller, Grav Galati, Truck Ty, Jamie Block, Evan Limberger, Mitch Trafford, and Josh Lee Kwai. How's it? Special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for doing the Living Card animations that live behind us here on the set. And you can find them on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG. All right, everyone, go out there, play to your heart's content, and make some deals. We'll see you next time. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs>